You ever just feel like you're just stressed out, man? Just completely stressed out. You've got no extra bandwidth to deal with literally anything else. And that's it, man. You are just stressed beyond belief. Or what would it be like to live in a world with no stress at all? Is that good? Welcome to the podcast, folks. Today's topic is going to be eustress versus distress. What is the two things? How do they work? Why do we need to know this stuff? And how is it going to make us better inclusive activists? So with that, we're going to hop right on into our topics. So today, I'm going to tell you about distress, which is probably what you're most used to when we're talking about stress. Then I'm going to talk to you about eustress, which is a positive form of stress, which is one of those things we actually want to look out for to do. And then the last thing is we're going to try to figure out how to tell the difference between the two and how you can leverage knowing and understanding the difference between the two to become our best selves and make a positive difference in the world. That being said, let's roll on into topic number one so we can understand what that is and how it works. So just warning you, I'm going to get some of this information from our good friends at mentalhelp.net. Uh, they're folks that help with American addiction resource. So we're going to talk a little bit again. Uh, we were talking about the difference between eustress and distress. So the positive form of stress is eustress. Distress refers to negative stress. So let's talk a little bit about distress first. Distress or negative stress has the following characteristics. It causes long-term anxiety it creates a sense of worrying or just a sense of like dread in a lot of ways distress has got you well beyond your means it got you feeling powerless it's not building capacity in any way and so that's some of the ways that you can look at when we're looking at distress what does distress look like uh it can be very short so you can be in a short period of distress uh where you're just distressed about a certain situation bunch of scenarios or something like that um, or it can be long term so sometimes depression is a form of distress it's a way of being distressed for a long time and it's not feeling really good distress is also perceived as outside of our ability to cope so we don't feel as though we have the ability to make much of a difference with this it feels like it's outside of our our scope of being able to do something about it's it's beyond us so we can't manage right i think sometimes it's weird because like maybe god or like the universe or whatever we're going to call some type of energy that's bigger than you sometimes that entity i think needs you to feel a bit of distress so you can lean on something bigger than yourself or call out to something that's beyond you and your capacity in some ways but then i wonder if you're in eustress or distress because that's complicated so anyway let's get back to distress um distress feels really uncomfortable it's very unpleasant it's acute it's chronic it bleeds over into all parts of your day it's not something that like is just like you're not oh i'm distressed about going into work today like if you are then you're going to be distressed all day long because it's just so acutely unpleasant and you're just not 
you're not getting anywhere. You're not moving anywhere. There's no sense of like movement or growth or difference, right? So again, it feels really unpleasant. And then what distress also does to us is it can decrease our performance. So because we're in such a sense of distress, we're not getting better. We're finding ourselves pulled down in some little way, in some little space all over the place because we're being bled out in this one area and it's really causing a lot of problems, right? Uh, it also can lead to long-term mental issues as well as physical problems. And you're probably like, physical problems, what are we talking about? I'm talking about heart attacks. I'm talking about ulcers where you're worrying holes in your stomach. I'm talking about uh, depression. I'm talking about uh, anxiety. I'm talking about uh, like hyperventilating, things like that, right? So it's somewhat hard to categorize stressors into an objective list of ones that just you stress and ones that's just distress because different people have a lot of different reactions to different situations however generalizing we can list stressors i can give you a sense of some of the stressors that are generally perceived as negative or positive to most people most of the time so here's some situations where you might be looking at or dealing with distress so the death of a spouse, that's not like a positive stress. That's a sad stress. That's hard. You're going through something difficult and yeah, you might grow over time, but in the moment you don't feel like you're growing. It just hurts, you know? Uh, filing for divorce, really hard. No one gets married to get divorced. And if they do, they weren't getting married in the first place, right? So filing, going through divorce, I can tell you that was a really difficult period of time in my own life. Uh, it's one of those things I don't like talking a lot about. But it's definitely one of those things that put me through stress and I was in distress for some periods of the time. Uh, losing contact with loved ones. So say someone just stops talking to you for a long period of time. They don't really recognize you as a person or someone that has um, the ability to add to their life. Sometimes it's friends cutting you out, right? Say you're not a good person and you need to get to a place where you're a better person so you can actually keep your friends in your life. You might go through distress as that happens. Uh, sometimes it's the death of a family member. I know um, when my dogs pass, I'm in a space of distress uh, because my animals do so much for me and just make me feel so much better about things. So uh, that's another space where I can feel some distress. Um, hospitalization. So sometimes if you're in the hospital or sometimes a family member, a close family member is in the hospital, I imagine if you're in a two-parent family and you, your partner goes into the hospital, you're going to be a space of distress. It's going to be one of those things that really hurt and make a difference and and causes problems. Um, it could be a long-term injury or illness. It could be to yourself or again to a family member. Um, maybe like you're doing something like tearing an ACL and you're in like a space of distress for a long period of time because it takes months and months and months to get a lot better, right? So again, sense of distress. If you have been a space, a place where you've been abused, where someone's actively trying to harm you, either emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually in any way, that's abuse, and that abuse space can put you in a space of distress, which hurts and is not a good or growing thing. And remember, with the abuse stuff, control or attempting to control someone or limit the choices that they can make is on the abuse scale. So know if you have a partner that really limits you with an attempt to control, that's a form of abuse. And you should really look at talking to someone or getting help with a counselor. 
If it's, if it's that level, sometimes you can work past that stuff, but be careful because abuse is a really big problem. Or uh, on the other form of that, like neglect. People just not paying any attention to you whatsoever, not recognizing your uh, existence or recognizing you as a communicator person, right? They just don't see you or notice you. It can be separation from a spouse or a committed relationship partner. Uh, so say you're taking a long-term break, your relationship's not going well, you're in a difficult spot, you're taking a break, that separation can be doing that. Sometimes it's conflict in interpersonal relationships, again, where you're not getting what you need, they don't want to give you what you need, where you don't want to give somebody else what they need, uh, when you're fighting, when you're usually in for, like if you're doing avoidance, you're going to be in distress. If you're doing a competition, sometimes you're going to be in distress because you're going to lose sometimes. And accommodation where you're just giving people what they want, that's going to cause distress too. So just know that the conflict, unless you're moving up to that far right box of collaboration, you're not in the best of spaces and then that causes problems. Bankruptcy can definitely cause distress, right? You lose all your assets and then now you can't have any credit for seven years. Oh, I imagine that's going to cause some serious distress. Uh, our money problems in general, those are going to be problematic as well. Unemployment, same thing, money. A lot of people derive their sense of worth from the work that they do in the world. And so getting a sense of what that is and how that works and trying to negotiate or navigate those things can be really difficult too sleep problems we all need to rest and the ability to rest is something that we all need to do and take advantage of if we're not sleeping well if we're not getting that proactive really fulfilling rest that's going to cause problems in our life that could put us in a space of distress because you're not gaining capacity you're not getting any better right sometimes these are going to manifest as children's problems at school say they're um, suspended say they get expelled that going to be something that puts you through distress uh, and also can be legal problems. So again, that's distress. This is something outside of your locus of control that puts you in a space where you can't function, you can't get better, you're not getting better, you can tell you're not getting better, you can feel like you're not making any improvement. So let's look at the opposite of that, the positive form of stress. And you're like, what are you talking about, Rowdy? Positive form of stress, you're a bananas. Nobody wants no positive stress, man. And I would say, no, that's not necessarily the case. I think the fact that when you're looking at you stress, it's going through some period of difficulty to get better. So let me tell you about that, right? So we got you stress. This is positive stress and it has the following characteristics. <clears throat> it can motivate you or it can focus your energy. So sometimes when I'm playing flag football, right? Like, is it always easy? No. Am I struggling? Absolutely. Is it hard? Sure. Am I motivated? Yes. Do I have focused energy? Absolutely. Right? Because I want to sack that guy. I want to catch the touchdown pass. I cut an extra point the other day and it's been a long time. I caught an inter interception the other day and I think it's the first time this decade. Don't laugh. I know it's 2019, but I play offensive, uh, defensive line, right? But I felt that because I was so excited, but I was focused and that gave me the ability to want to get better. Eustress is also something that is a little bit more short term. It's not gonna be lasting for a long period of time. So if you go to the gym, you have to get to the place of eustress because you have to suffer in some way and you have to be motivated and you have to push. You have to feel that. So some of this stuff that I'm talking about here, we talked about in the uh, possibility of the pain threshold 
but you stress is that type of thing. So sometimes if you're stressed about a paper, but you do well on the paper because you're stressed about the paper, like that can be one of those things that makes you a better person because you've struggled through that problem. So you get to the place that you're a little bit better, right? So it's short term, it can't go on for a really long period of time. It's always, it's usually just in one area. It's not gonna bleed over to a lot of different areas. This eustress is perceived as being within our sense of coping abilities. So we can deal with it, we can do it. So an example of eustress would not me be me putting on like five 45s on each side of the squat bar and trying to squat it. I can't do that. Right now I'm, I can do 315, I can maybe, maybe do, I don't know. I maybe could do 400 once, but I don't want to find out because I get could get hurt, right? And that could be outside my coping ability. You see how that works? It's one of those things that has to be within your ability to manage. It has to be, you have to have the ability to do it or not. Not not or not. You have to have the, uh, <laughs> the capacity to actually do it. Uh, this also feels really exciting so when you're in eustress it feels good it feels like there's some pressure there's some like push that you're pushing up against something that you're attempting to go right so say if you're doing a really hard cardio workout um that sense of push that sense of breathing um you know you're in it you know you're in it in that moment and you're pushing for those things uh, i know i was like trying to run somebody down playing flag, flag football the other day and i could not sack them because they started pulling away from me and i'm running and running and i'm pulling pulling and i'm excited but i can't get it i missed the tackle it sucked it's been a while since i had a sack i need to get back on track with sacks next week this week i don't know what i'm talking about so it feels exciting so this you stress you can feel something different's happening you can feel yourself gaining capacity you can feel yourself getting a little bit different right so also you stress and this is the most important thing that you need to know about you stress is you stress in some way shape or form improves performance it's because it takes you through a hard thing something that's difficult some sense of pressure some sense of struggle some sense of difficulty but the end goal makes you better so sometimes people think they go oh i'm in distress i'm in school i'm like no you're not you're not in distress well you could be in distress if you're in school but the point of the stress in school is that it's you stress right that it's making you better that you're learning how to do things differently that you're gaining capacity in some way right you stress making sure that you're doing this thing to somehow get better and you end up a better person from going through the difficulty so here are some positive potential personal stressors that could be you stress all right so sometimes it's re receiving a promotion or getting a raise at work right so you're gonna be you're leveling up right and then leveling up you get up to a new level it's not gonna be easy otherwise you've been playing at too easy of a level for too long when you level up it's gonna be hard it's gonna be difficult there's gonna be struggles right so understand that's part of the you stress experience and that in order to get better you have to be in a difficult position so you can gain capacity in some way sometimes it's starting a new job especially in a whole new career where if you are in a space where you don't know what you're doing at all or how it works right like that could be really difficult uh, i know there were some times where i was faculty this year and i was like wow man i just don't know what i'm doing or like i feel like i'm beyond my capacity like sometimes you're talking about those hoity-toity academic things and I'm like, I don't know if I understand what you're saying. And am I I'm an imposter here? 
You know, am I really supposed to be here? Am I beyond my capacity? Right? It feels like that, but it wasn't like that. It just felt like that. Uh, marriage can feel like that. And people are like, what are you talking about? Marriage is supposed to be great. And I'm like, well, marriage is great. If you work and understand the work of marriage, at times it's going to be really hard. Right? Like, um, my partner and I want to adopt foster children. And that's going to be really hard. That's not going to be, that's not going to be fun. Right? But that's hopefully you stress. Right? That's within our capacity. It's something that we plan on doing. It's one of those things that can make a difference for us. Right? So marriage is like that too. Marriage is one of those things where it's not necessarily easy. You got to find a way to work through conflict. You have to breathe through times and periods of difficulty and know you, hey, I still love you. I don't like you right now, but I love you because you that can happen. So marriage, right? Buying a home for the first time, whoo wee, stress, er, especially if you have a home, selling a home and then buying a home. Holy cow. Managing a mortgage is a pain. And it's funny because young people want their own house and I'm like and and I'm like you should have your own house but dude it is not always easy and like you're signing so many things that it feels like you're signing your life away and in some ways you are you're signing big chunks of your life away for 30 years so you can have this piece of property uh, having a child, I mentioned that, uh, especially if you have your own kids. I mean, I, I think fostering is just as difficult because you have your own kids. You're not going to sleep for like six months. That's that maybe puts you in the distress area. Right. But like, you know, you have to adapt to those things. You have to come up with routines for those things. Same thing with uh, adopting. It could be really difficult. Moving. Um, not just talking about moving on the weekend. I'm talking about moving your life, maybe moving across country right? That could be really difficult. That could be one of those things that is really challenging in some way. And it's hard to figure out how do you do some of those things. Taking a vacation because you're going to be doing things that you've never done before, right? So you think taking a vacation, all that's only positive, but no, sometimes you got to figure out how you're going to like change in your money. And are you doing the exchange rate right? And do you have enough money? And how do you like deal with all those tips? And what do you do when it's not picture perfect, right? Sometimes holiday seasons are, are forms of eustress because sometimes you're seeing folks that you don't want to see or you do want to see, but there's expectations of how you perform this holiday season, right? So again, that could be a form of positive stress. It could be a form of negative stress. It could be distress. You know, sometimes like you go home and you're like, well, I am in distress. I am at home. Sometimes you go home and you're like, I'm in eustress. Like I'm forced to be a little bit better, but um, I can manage it and I can do it. Uh, it's interesting. It says retiring. I imagine that's hard because you're moving from one phase of life to another phase of life and finding yourself and who am I and what I do when I've been defined by this one thing for so long. I imagine that's that's difficult and like who am I and who will I become as I move through some of these things. It's funny, I feel like I'm experiencing some of that stuff uh, having this summer of vacation because I like to do a lot of things and thankfully less two days have been a cinch like I've had plenty of little things to do but I'm worried about like not being productive or just maybe playing video games all the time or not getting stuff done and just like kind of falling into a little bit of a rut where I don't do anything like really positive but instead I've been working out really hard I've been doing meditation really good I've been uh, meditating and uh, lifting to a place where I feel my muscles in the morning for sure like that's you stress right you wake up in the morning you feel that you stress because you know you rip some muscles and you know they're they're getting better right uh, and then last one could be taking educational classes so again if you're you're doing something new for the first time boy there's some classes in my master's program whoo you stress to the mongo I felt like I was in distress but really 
I was being broken down and then built back up to be a better person to understand things in a way that I hadn't before, but it really felt difficult. And I really was challenged to do that and do it well. Or learning a new hobby. Uh, For example, the podcast, right? Like I told you last time I was on the podcast with Sarah, that there was times where I was just like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And hopefully over the summer, I can refine the love for it. I'm 20 minutes into this one and I'm feeling pretty good about it. But I'm looking forward to finding that love again and uh, getting into some of that stuff. So here are some work or internal sources of distress. Sometimes uh, these can make distress. Sometimes when you're overloaded at your job or you have excessive job demands, that can be problematic. Uh, If you have job insecurity, you don't know if you're going to have a job or not. The potential of losing your job is on the table. That can be really hard. Long-term conflicts with teammates and supervisors at work. That's going to cause a lot of stress. That could cause that distress. Uh, Having the inadequate authority to carry out necessary tasks, that's part of what you need to do. So you're in charge of of this getting done, but you're not in charge of anything that gets that thing done, right? Uh, Lack of training necessary to do your job. Uh, Public speaking, that's why I love teaching public speaking, right? That can be a form of distress, but stress is one of those things. If you keep exposing yourself over and over and you can get a little bit better, uh, it shows that you can do those things. Unproductive or time-consuming meetings. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, easy to get distressed by that, especially if you got stuff to do, right? Like, oh, man. Sometimes people are like, I can't be in one more meeting. Like, the idea of being in one more meeting is just freaking me out. Uh, commuting as well as travel schedules. And again, with commuting, how do you do that, right? So commuting could be distress, or you can make it into eustress and do listen to, say, the Inclusive Activism podcast. Become a better person while you're commuting, right? Like talk with Rowdy D. Rowdy D's helps sort you out, make your life a little bit better in some way. Teaches you, reminds you to go make a difference for somebody else in some way. Right now, that's you stress, not distress. Some internal caused sources of distress are fears, like you know the fears that you have, like failure, public speaking heights, fears of flying, talking to strangers at parties. Uh, sometimes uh, distress comes from repetitive thought patterns. Well, we're gonna do our next podcast on target fixation, which talks about that when you where you fix your mind to, you go. Uh, there's a thing. I'll talk to you more about it then, but like repetitive thought patterns, you gotta point your brain in the right direction and think in the right way in order to have the right outcome. Uh, Worrying about future events or worrying about past events. Worrying in general can cause a lot of distress. Unrealistic or perfectionist expectations. Yeah, give yourself a break. You're not going to be perfect. We told you here. We're anti-perfectionism here at at the Inclusive Activism Podcast. Right? We can leave that stumble in there, Sarah, because we're not perfect. And we make some mistakes. And that happens. It's, you know, be realistic. You're going to make some mistakes. Give yourself the humanity to do those things. Give yourself the grace to recover from that stuff. Um, Habitual patterns that can lead to distress that you need to look out for is overscheduling. You need to schedule in some breaks and you need to take care of yourself, Charlie. If there's a person named Charlie that listens to the podcast, that's kind of funny. But really, don't overschedule yourself. Take breaks. Like you find I do my activism, but sometimes I'm like, I haven't done much recently. It's because I'm taking a break. Uh, failing to be assertive. I got to do a podcast on assertive communication. Uh, my friend Jim Rubin says I'm one of the more assertive people that he knows. He says, I'm not aggressive, but I'm very, very assertive. And assertive is saying what you want, uh, being unbending, but not being mean or rude about anything. And then one of the, here's the last one. Here's the thing that I talk to my students about all the time 
is procrastination or failing to plan ahead. If you're not working for tomorrow in some way, shape, or form today, tomorrow's going to suck, dude. And you're not going to enjoy that. So with these things, remember, there's a difference between eustress and distress. And you need to know what eustress is and put yourself in more situations where you can do something better, right? So again, let's dive into this eustress more. So the the background of this is it comes from an endocrinologist named Hans Seele, uh, and it means good stress. It is a cognitive response to stress that is healthy or gives a feeling of fulfillment or other positive feelings. Um, they created a subscript of stress to differentiate between a variety of stressors and manifestations manifestations of stress you stress is not defined by stressor type more so about how one perceives that th- that stressor you stress reserves to a positive response that someone has to a stressor which can depend on someone's feelings of control desirability location and timing of the stressor so Like it depends on how you respond to stuff. So sometimes you got to look at your life and you got to think, what am I going to get out of this thing? If this is something that you don't know a lot about, well, check out the reframing episode that I did with Michelle. Reframing is a good way to move from distress to eustress because you have to understand in life, there's going to be problems that it's going to be difficult, right? Eustress occurs when the gap between what one has and what one wants is slightly pushed yet not overwhelmed. The goal is not too far out of reach, but is still slightly more than you can handle at this level. This fosters challenge and then motivation since that goal is still within sight. The function of the challenge is to motivate a person towards improvement and a goal. The challenge is an opportunity-oriented emotion that allows people to meet unmet goals. Eustress is indicated by hope and active engagement. Eustress has significantly positive correlations with life satisfaction and senses of hope. It is typically assumed that experiencing stress either in the form of eustress or distress or eustress is negative. However, eustress can instead fuel psychological thriving that is positively influenced by the underlying biological processes implicated in recovery as well as immunity so again this is the space where you're aroused you're strong you're ready it boosts self-efficacy i'll have to do a whole podcast on self-efficacy so if you see yourself with whatever you're presented with having the ability to make a difference you are experiencing self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is one's judgment on how they can carry out a required task, action, or role. Uh, some of the contributing factors are a person's belief about the effectiveness of their options for courses of action and their ability to perform those actions. If a person has low L- self-efficacy, they'll see the demand as distressful rather than you stressful because the perceived level of what that person feels that they can go through is lower. When a person has higher self-efficacy, they can set goals higher and be motivated to achieve them. The goal is then to increase self-efficacy 
in order to enable people to deal with increased levels of eustress. And uh, flow, I think we've talked about flow a little bit, but I haven't done a whole podcast on flow. I need to because I read that book and it was an interesting book. Uh, flow is when you're in the right amount of difficulty, when you're doing well in that difficulty, you can tell you're doing well, you're just in the moment, things slow down, you're nailing every little thing that happens in the moment. I'm starting to feel flow right now as I'm talking. Uh, like all those little things coming together to create a space where you're making a difference, where you're getting better and you can see that sense of improvement. That is flow. And that's why you got to know the difference between distress and eustress. So today we talked about distress. We don't want to be in distress. We got to watch out for distress. Sometimes we can reframe distress to eustress if, if we are in a powerful enough place. Then we talked about eustress and how that's something that's really good, that we need to like seek that stuff out, that we need to find a way to have more you stress in our life so we can get a little bit better that in turn is going to higher up our self-efficacy our ability to feel like we can make more of a difference or make the positive change we want to see in the world and that's super positive because then we can experience moments of flow where everything's coming together where everything's working where we're feeling ourselves and everything's coming together in the right time or space right so that's what we talked about today and i feel like that was a really really good podcast uh, with that said, being said, though, I'm not done. I got to go through a few more things. So give me a second because I got to get that stuff together. So as far as the podcast, the podcast is doing pretty good. I saw a little bit more of a bump recently with some some, some other things. And that was nice to see, to experience uh, a few more downloads because there was a point in time where it was just 10s or 15s. And man, that can be depressing. Although I've always told myself I'm not doing this for us for the stats, but good stats still help a lot right it makes you feel good about stuff like for <laughs> for example i'm at a uh, zero listens today you know that's tough yesterday i had 11 so you know when there's more when there's spikes like there was a spike of 78 a few days ago a spike of uh 39 a few days ago i feel like i'm doing something that matters maybe i'm saying something that somebody wants to hear and that makes me feel a little a little bit better it makes a little bit more of a difference and so remember, if you're listening to this podcast and it feels like you're getting something out of it, what I'd like you to do is to rate us and review us. Right now, we still only have four reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I know there's somebody else with an iPhone out there that's listening to this stuff. What you need to do is hit pause on the podcast, pull over <laughs> where it's safe, and then bang out like a two-minute review. Hey, I feel like Rowdy and Sarah do a really good job at what showing how by making a difference for others, I slowly become a better person myself. Love the podcast. Thanks so much. Five stars, right? That's cool. That'd be awesome. You're part of something then, right? Um, also, make sure that you uh, like us, that if you hear a good podcast, like this is a good podcast, you should share this podcast. Somebody you know is distressed and you need to be like, mm, maybe you could reframe that to you stress. And you need to send it to them and give them some hope. And person that's listening to me, it's okay. You're going to make it. You got some hope. Rowdy D's here for you. And you could talk to me. Um, you can always call me and uh, text me at 860-576-9393. Again, that voicemail text line is 860-576-9393. Lately, I've been getting some great, amazing offers for home refinance. <laughs> 
to text it on the Inclusive Activism Hotline. Uh, if you want to email me, you can do so at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Tell me your thoughts and opinions. Uh, I'm looking at maybe getting to do some diversity work in Los Angeles this next semester. Next fall semester. I talk like my life is like school, like your life is school. Uh, sorry about that. But maybe doing that at a school out in Los Angeles, that would be really cool. I'm going to be doing some work on um, looking at how Indian stereotypes, like Native American stereotypes in film, have bled over into the real world. And how does that affect uh, educator students for the Chandler School District? I'm really looking forward to that. So again, rate, review us, share us on Stitcher, listen to us on Google Play, rate and review us on Spotify, share us on Spotify. All that stuff goes a long, long way to make a really good difference for us. So with that, I need to check in on my activism. So what has Rowdy been up to recently? Well, I got to go to, to, to walk in my first graduation ever last week. Like my first graduation as a faculty member. And that was special. Because I've never been able to wear all my academic regalia and do that thing. And it was really cool and it was really special. And I know it's not activism, but like I consider what I do a form of service to make the world a little bit of a better place. And I felt that and that was nice. Uh, I took Sarah out to go eat to celebrate her graduation and her birthday and her citizenship. <laughs> yeah, I could be a better friend, maybe. Right? So that was something that I, could, that I got to get out and do and help make a difference from for folks i went to a law day event with my good friend david goss uh, and i got to see the work that he was putting on there he was talking about how free speech and media how that stuff's going what that stuff looks like how that stuff works i went to a seven habits of highly effective people training and i talked about sharpening the saw about getting better and why you want to get addicted to be better and give yourself some time and space to be better and what happens when you get better over time and how does it feel over time when you get better i did my tedx which was super cool that was nice got my ted talks in there got some folks that shared their thoughts and ideas and i was really happy to hear um, some of the things that come from came from that so that was nice really really good event and uh, i think it helped get me my job which was super dope because i love my job and then i uh i am the preferred candidate for the the residential faculty position at phoenix college which feels pretty good I got to go bless the math area. I think I might have told you about that. So yeah, that's what I've been up to recently. Next weekend, I'm going to be doing some Anytown training. So you'll hear about that again later. But that's some of the stuff that I've been doing to make a difference lately. So self-care. Past two days have been strong on self-care. It has super solid leg day. I mean, super solid leg day. I was really able to push legs really hard. I did some strength-related cardio, which is like a weakness of mine. Uh, but I was really feeling really good with that. I got some meditation in yesterday. I got some light yoga in, and I need to get some light yoga in now, so I gotta wind down on this sucker. I've been taking all my supplements very regularly, and I'm feeling really good about that. But one of the, well, I, I'm gonna recommend it, but don't buy it if it's out there, but there's a, a herbal supplement. It's got bee pollen, royal jelly, and ginseng, and a whole bunch of other great stuff. It's called Positive Energy, and it's from YS Ecobee Farms. And uh, I'm running out of that supplement and I can't find it, but um, that's one of my recommendations for the day. I think you should check them out because they're really good. Uh, lifting has been really positive the past couple days and I've been feeling that. Cardio has been super solid past couple days and I can feel the difference. Like I can feel that I have better cardio now because uh, I have a better capacity. 
Um, meditation, I think I could like fall into a sense of like oneness a little bit better, but it's still been good and I'm happy about that. And then I'm getting some good quality time in with Tank. Uh, this summer, uh, I, like I'm gonna be able to take the entire summer off and I'm gonna spend some great quality time with my dog. And it's great because he's starting to get up there in age and the fact that I'm gonna get this summer to spend most of my days with him is gonna be something that I'm really looking forward to and I'm happy about. So I'm really looking at like taking some time with self-care and really gaining some capacity with self-care because uh, if I can meditate, do yoga, lift, do cardio, take my supplements and get the dog out every day, like who am I gonna be come the beginning of August? If I can get all those things in, like what is Rowdy gonna look like at the end of those things? I don't know, it makes me excited. So lastly, if this podcast made you think of something, if you stress, distress, self-efficacy, flow, if any of those things were something that percolated something, let me know about it. You can give me a call at 860-576-9393. And again, that number is 860-576-9393. You can text that number too. You can shoot me an email at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Let me know. Uh, tell me about what you're thinking about things, how you're feeling about stuff. Is my podcast landing or not? Are you happy to hear these topics come back up again? Because I've been doing a lot of interviews. And i got a couple more interviews coming up. So, uh, But I'm going to be doing a lot more of these one-off things, at least maybe one or two a week. So I'm looking forward to getting back into the teaching and, I don't know, preaching maybe. I don't know. Um, so with that, if I hope I've resonated with you. I hope you have a sense of what this is and how it works. And I hope you can find some spaces where you can add a little bit more you stress into your life or maybe reframe some distress into you stress and see how you can get better from the opportunity that this difficulty is providing you, right? Reframe that sucker, get a little bit better. And if you are interested in bringing me or Sarah or Michelle and bringing the power of inclusive activism to your organization, or you just want to learn more about us, you can go to www.inclusiveactivism.com and get a hold of us, learn more about us, see what we're up to, and be a part of the movement because we're trying to make a difference in the world. Because if the world doesn't get a little bit better, we're going to all be a lot worse. And with that, I say peace and blessings. I hope the best for you. Can't wait to talk to you in another couple days.